Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 133 of CS Radio. I'm J. Michael DeAngelis. And I'm Amy Lynn Kirshner. Milen, uh, as you know, I love reaching in the CS Radio grab bag. <laughs> the grab bag. But there is no need to do that today <laughs> because our inboxes, uh, the general inbox, your inbox, uh, the inbox of some of our colleagues, have been hit with an FAQ, a frequently asked question. And I think it's caught us all a little bit by surprise. It's something we've talked about before. It's something we talk about with students in appointments, but there seems to be, there's something in the air. There's something in the air that's got everybody worried about this. So let's try and alleviate some concerns today. Uh, the question is, I am a non-Wharton student and I have been offered and I have accepted a finance internship for the summer. How do I feel prepared for that? I'm telling you, just like you said, it's front of mind for a lot of students right now. And as I was comparing notes with a colleague about the questions we've gotten from so many different students, it's like, I would love to know like how this germinated. Where did this start? Who originated this? major concern. It's a valid concern. I think, especially in the college, a lot of students feel like they're at a disadvantage because right next door, right, right, right on Locust Walk, they see that their fellow students are getting a specific education, a business education that's preparing them for these finance roles. But the truth is, as a college student, you are also qualified for these finance roles. These bankers, these banking opportunities, you've been vetted. If you've landed the internship, it means they trust you'll be able to figure out the job. So that's the first thing I've been trying to say to students is you, you've already done the hardest part. Interviewing and landing the opportunity is the challenge. But of course, of course, we want students to be able to start their internships feeling prepared, feeling like they'll be able to bring their best selves to the work. And if they're feeling insecure or like they aren't, they're missing resources, that's not what we want. That's not how we want them to go into an internship. Um, so I know, Michael, you've gotten this question. What? Tell me exactly how it was posed. What was the like... Was there a specific frame around it? Was there a specific issue area they were worried they were lacking? Yes. Uh, so I've had several um, requests, and they are all of a similar track. You know, not each of them was exactly the same, but feeling they lacked a certain skill, whether that was something in accounting or Excel, you know, like a software skill, a procedural skill, um, that they were that they felt they were going to be expected to have the minute they walked in the door to this right. internship and did career services provide a subscription to, or, or provide our own set of training resources. Right. Right. And yeah, again, you certainly don't want to, it's stressful enough starting a new role. It's stressful starting one that feels exciting to you and that you might want to land a return offer for. Obviously all of this is compounded by a, a virtual environment, maybe not even being clear yet if this is going to be an in-person or a virtual. There's so many unknowns, but there are ways to prepare yourself. Now, my first tip is actually not 
we do have resources. We'll get to those. My first tip is to actually approach someone at the bank where you've been extended the offer and let them know you're eager to do prep work. If you've asked us this question, it means you have bandwidth and you're interested in increasing your skill set before you start the job. I think there might be a misconception that this is a, a bad thing to convey to the bank because it might, you know, maybe it'll give them a red flag that, oh, maybe they shouldn't have hired you. No. If they've hired you for the role, they want to keep you. <laughs> they want you to show up and report for the first day of the internship. They don't want to hire someone else. They want you. They're going to be impressed that you hope to bring your very best self on day one and that you're interested in doing additional work above and beyond what's going to be required. It's showing them that you are engaged and interested and you want to do the very best that you can. So I would like to me, it's like get credit for that sentiment. Tell someone it depends on your relationship and how your interview process went. If you've been mostly connected with someone in HR and you don't exactly know what team you'll be on yet, HR is a great place to ask that. Are there places that I can go to get up to speed? Do you have resources you recommend? I really want to, you know, make sure I'm up to speed on accounting basics or Excel standards. I want to make sure I get some get some practice in in advance. If you know your exact team, if you know who your supervisor will be, or even better, if you've been introduced to people who will be on your team, um, and you know you won't be directly reporting to them, ask them how they got caught up. Ask them how they approached, and don't feel like they just showed up on day one knowing everything they needed to know. Ask them what they did to prepare, if they did anything, and if they have any recommendations for you. You might be surprised at what they recommend. There might even be some firm specific things that they can point you to, which would be super helpful. So basically, get credit for being an overachiever is mm -hmm. my first point. Um, second is that a lot of the material that you prepared for your interview is going to be similar. So when I heard this question from a student, she acknowledged that there were many resources on our website, but they all felt geared toward the interview. Interview but, process. Yeah, exactly. Like, how do I land the opportunity? But the thing is, when those are more technical questions, like, um, you know, what's net present value or just define some of like, how do you read a financial statement? Having an understanding of those things relates. So learn those things. Like they're still good resources. Even if you felt like your specific interview was less technical or obviously you've, you've passed that threshold, you've, you've gotten the offer. So searching for investment banking on our website is great. And again, don't discount the resources out of hand just because it seems to be focused on getting the job. Of course, we're career services. So that's how a lot of our resources are framed, but it's still a lot of good information about what the work will be like as well. Um, I want to I want to latch on to that for a second, because uh, the, to me, the context and you did mention this already, but I think the context is very important here that you've already got the job. Yes, you've gone through the interview process. So you have shown to the employer that you have the skill set that they're looking for in their intern. There will be on the job training for the stuff that you don't know. I mean, hopefully we, you know, every once in a while we hear about a horror story, but those are few and far between. They've interviewed you. They know who you are. They know what you're studying. They know what your background is. They know that you want to work there right. and they want to work with you. So don't, well, well, I applaud, like I'm with Milan 
if you have the bandwidth for this and you want to get a head start on something, or you know there's going to be a lot of Excel in this internship and you want to brush those skills up or learn it for the first time, go for it. But if you don't have the bandwidth, do not stress about it. Do not stress about it. You've got the job. Right. And I think that's such a good point. And I think it bleeds into how you navigate the actual internship. So I think a lot of the anxiety around this is like, what if the first week I realize I'm in over my head and I can't keep up? First of all, you're likely better set up than you think. Even if you feel like your major is unrelated, you have limited coursework related to it, you're still developing those transferable skills. You're still genuinely curious. Maybe you're following the markets or investing personally or through a club. You likely have some exposure insight into it that you're getting outside. But it it may be. You may find that the first week is really hard and the learning curve is steep. But it's also important for you to identify the resources in your role to get additional help too. So it's making sure that you have identified the avenues in your role. Who do you ask for for help? What is your strategy? How does that person prefer to be approached? Is it, you know, you combine um, your, you know, if you, you know, you don't want to be asking them a question every five minutes, but, you know, if you work through the afternoon or evening or the night in investment banking, sometimes you collect your questions and you approach them so that you're organized, you clarify what you need additional help with, what would be a, you know, ask them what a resource could be that you get up to speed, um, because that could be something that's only clear from the start of the job. But that's not a bad thing either. Reaching out so you can continue to do the work successfully in the role shows you're a competent professional. That shows that you're not derailed by the thing that's challenging. You mm-hmm. know how to use your resources and you you can overcome it. You can you can learn it just as you've learned many other technical things as you've gone along your undergraduate career. Also, make sure that you know what is actually expected of you. So true. Uh, I will. I love reaching into my career services past. This is not one I think I've told on the show before. Ooh. But my very first week on the job at career services many, many moons ago <laughs> uh, when I was an assistant, I was in a team meeting and uh, – uh, Milan will also remember that there was a time before handshake. Uh, in fact, a time even before our previous system where we didn't have an automatic appointment tracking system. <laughs> and counselors took uh, uh, track of their own sort of appointments and mock interviews. And then that all went into an Excel spreadsheet that then fed into a team spreadsheet that then fed into a spreadsheet for our director with all of our master stats. You remember this, man. I do. I do. So we were in this team meeting and my boss said, you know, I would like to really start keeping track of this very specific thing. I don't remember what it was. Let's say it was um, academic mock interviews. I don't remember if that was what it was, but it was something very specific. They wanted to be able to keep track of that just internally on the team. And she was showing me the worksheet that the team used that then went into the Excel sheet that then went into the Excel sheet then went into the Excel sheet. And she said, so, you know, no one else uses this thing, but I would like to, you know, add a, an area where we can keep track of this specifically. Do you think that you could do that for us? And I was like, yep, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I looked at this Excel thing and I went, oh my God, this is like 
30 different Excel sheets all connected via <laughs> link formula. Like I had never done anything like this. And I knew like if I screwed up, I'd break the whole thing. So I took my, there was an Excel manual on my desk. Oh my gosh. Look, look we're not that old, Milan. Like this was and a yet. long time ago, but not that long ago. You could have also Googled Our it. listeners were all alive. Uh, <laughs> but there was a spiral bound Microsoft Office instruction booklet for Excel and another one for Access on my desk. And uh, I took that home and I was looking at things online and at, luckily, at the time, my housemate was, a, it was, and he still is, and now gets paid for it, a computer whiz. <laughs> and I showed him what I was trying to do. And I said, but I can't affect the rest of these things. And so we came up, like, we worked on it all weekend. And we came up with this thing. And I put it probably on a floppy disk. <laughs> I that really came, came back in, came back into work. And showed everybody what I did. And my boss, Julie, looked at me and went, that, uh, that's uh, amazing. Um, I just meant, could you update the form, the Word document form that we use, that we write on, so we could just keep track of those? This is very nice, though. And I, I don't know what my face must have looked like. I felt like such a fool because I, instead of saying, Ooh, that seems really complicated because it's 30 linked Excel sheets. And then Julie would have said, oh, no, just do the Word document. <laughs> and I would have had it done 10 minutes later. Uh, I took it upon myself to do this thing that was completely unnecessary. That is an important lesson. It's always good to ask for clarification. You can check in to make sure you understand the task at hand. But I think your point about finding the manual and finding a friend to help. Like there are resources out there. Obviously Google is always my first search these days. There's really good definitions for formulas and things. Um, but this kind of also recommends a free tool that you have as a current Penn student, which is LinkedIn learning. So because this question kept arising over the last few days, mm -hmm. we've determined there's a lot of really relevant courses. There's, you can look up financial modeling, you can look up accounting principles. Uh, there was one that was like how to be a financial analyst, which was, you know, many hours that you could go through. Uh, sometimes I think this just gives you peace of mind to determine like, okay, I, I got that or I could learn that on the job. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It's an incredible resource that is available to the Penn community, uh, current students, faculty and staff as well. Yeah. Because, uh, the number of uh, things that you can learn in that is really quite stunning. And there are uh, soft skills and there are hard skills, uh, things that you might, I mean, certainly there's business things. Like we said, there's plenty of Excel courses. There are things like, like what's it like to be a financial analyst? But there are also uh, Photoshop. I mean, anything, piece of, basically any piece of software you can think of. Yeah the whole creative suite, but like how to, I'm sure there are things about like how to make a podcast, yeah. how to be a YouTube person. There's things about how to be a leader. And there are things mm -hmm. about like how to be a, a, a respectful colleague. Yeah. How really to have a growth. Yeah. How to have a growth mindset, how to have, you know, how to be programmed for happiness. I looked up, I 
I did this as a resource of the week on Instagram as well, but like everything from watercolors, like there's fun things, there's things that you can, you know, round out your skills that are find a break from work, but you can also, if there's a technical skill that you're like, I really don't feel like I have a favorite Excel formula. Yeah, I had one in my interview, but like now I need to brush up. And it's all, it's all gamified now, of course. Uh, And you can put badges on your LinkedIn profile. Right, right. Such a good point. Look at all these things I did. But you've already landed the job. You've already landed the, inter- <laughs> the internship. Indeed. So you don't, don't even need don't it. It could be going forward. Over this. It's, uh, you know, I would say, and uh, Milan, maybe you can speak to it better since you are meeting with these students um, one-on-one. But I would say, unless you have a uh a very serious concern about your skill set. Don't. There's probably not a need to seek out any of the paid Mm-mm. training services, right? Because several of them are really expensive. I mean, there's a reason that career services doesn't offer them. We try and offer as much as possible, um, even. But even our budget has a limit, particularly nowadays. Yeah. Uh, so you know there are. So instead of offering that, we look at the things that we can offer. LinkedIn Learning, thank you, University of Pennsylvania, for providing that to our students. We also have internal resources. You know, again, it's labeled as an interviewing guide, but that te- that guide to technical finance interviews yeah. is a little manual about how to do your internship. Yeah, exactly. The vault guides are incredibly valuable. Uh, I know this is finance focused, but I realize that this may extend. This is the time of year where students are considering offers, thinking about how to start their first role after college or their, you know, exciting internship on the best foot. And it's like there are resources out there for it. Um, the company's own internal things or website is often a really good place to start seeing how they're featured in financial news is helpful. But these vault guides and LinkedIn learning courses can really give you a leg up. I I think that this, it, it's impossible not to mention imposter syndrome with this. They didn't make a mistake hiring you. If they extended an exactly. offer to you, it's because you earned it. You worked hard to prepare for the interview. You networked maybe to get to the interview. They believe that you're going to be an excellent contributor to their organization. And we can help you. These resources can help you ensure that you start that way. But the skills you've already developed, the work ethic you already bring. um, There was an alum panel I joined this week where one alumna said that the rigor, the word she used was rigor, the rigor you become accustomed to as a Penn student prepared her for so many things after school. You're used to that rigor. They hired you because of all you've done already. So don't feel like they made a mistake. You're going to do an excellent job. Um, And of course, I know it's early to say this, but somehow it's already April. Um, Career services is open all summer. So if you need to check in, if you're thinking about other things going forward, you can always touch base with us uh, at any point, whether you've graduated or whether you're, you know, between your sophomore and junior year, whatever that looks like, we are here to help. Always. I think all of that is uh, very valuable information. Do you have anything else to add on this? I think I'm always happy when we have a succinct answer to a frequently asked question. Yeah. So I know we're in this moment, a lot of these students are 
again, <laughs> just as we just emphasized, they've received the offer. Some people listening to this may still be in the interviewing process. Mm-hmm. I think that this this is fair game to ask in an interview as well. When you're thinking about those questions to pose at the end, you could bring this up to say, I'm really excited about this. I would love to do a little bit more work between now and when I might start. Are there resources you point people to to help prep? Or help I think that's there. a great suggestion. I think it makes you a really attractive. <laughs> yes. I, I could see why someone might think, oh, I don't right. want to admit I yep. don't have a certain skill set. But I think it would make you a really attractive candidate, um, particularly if I'm, you know, I'm already considering you for the job and you say, oh, I'm so excited. What can I do to be, you know, ready for this come come June? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Especially in the fact that... Uh, the other thing that's happening right now in the finance bank and banking space specifically, of course, is we're talking with students who are sophomores who are thinking about next summer. So there's so much time between now and when they start. So thinking about what they could do, there could be a lot of tangible advice, like certain courses. If you can fit them into your schedule, you may not be able to, um, or prep prep resources, materials they may offer. Um yeah, again, it's just going to demonstrate that you're a hard worker and that I think to me, it also speaks to coachability. You realize you don't know everything. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. going to accept the internship to learn something. So you're eager to start learning as soon as possible. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, you know, thanks for suggesting this as a topic, uh, y- even though I- I've been seeing it in my own in- inbox. <laughs> I think it was a great idea to cover it on the podcast. Uh, please. Now, don't if you still have questions, don't hesitate to write to us, uh, whether it's uh, to an advisor directly or to our general inbox, in which case you're dealing with me, uh, <laughs> better or worse. And I, teams message me and go, how do I answer this? <laughs> um, you know, it's a collaborative effort here. I'm not afraid to ask the hard questions when I don't know the answer. I've learned that lesson after a weekend of making my roommate learn how to do linked Excel sheets. And I'm sure blowing Julie's mind because I'm sure that was way beyond her own Excel. Oh, it, I mean, uh, to me, the memory of it was yes, impressed, but also like not quite comprehending like, Oh, that looks <laughs> nice, but we're like, we're not going to use that. You know, it was like giving a, a boat to someone who lives in the desert. Like, Oh, Looks like a nice boat. Oh my gosh! Exactly. I'm going to use that. Could you just update this piece of paper? Oh yeah, I can do that right now. Do that. <laughs> well, right that's now. word. I'll I'll be right there. I I think about that with um with access for us too. We use access a, like an unusual amount. <laughs> um, uh, possibly true. A possibly true statement. But there, you know, again, this isn't like high stakes investment banking here in career services, but. I certainly was hired for a role where they knew that my access skills were not up to speed sure. and there were trainings that were offered. I was able to yep. join ISC classes and just, yep. you know, sit in a room again. Now I'm sure it's all virtual, but it's all, yeah. Now they just <laughs> learning. You just, in learning. Yeah. Yep. And I oh, just yeah. learned no, the formula. Sure. We used to go to a, a week long uh, session. <laughs> sat in a room. They, where they gave you two spiral binders. Yes. And a certificate of completion that was printed. It was like that mm-hmm. marble paper. Mm-hmm. Yep, you got a nice sticker. <laughs> exactly. Those were the days. But yeah, congratulations on your offer. Go forth with confidence. Uh, keep us updated on how it goes. Fill out the survey when you get it. Tell us what you're doing over the summer. Absolutely. <laughs> and keep Absolutely. us updated.
And uh, between now and then, take advantage of LinkedIn Learn, review that uh, technical finance interview guidebook and the other resources on our website, and reach out to us with any other questions you have. Who knows? We may turn your question into an entire podcast episode. (laughs) We'll see everybody here next time on CS Radio. This podcast is by University of Pennsylvania Career Services, a division of the Vice Provost for University Life. It was created, produced, and hosted by J. Michael DeAngelis and A. Milin Kirshner. It was mixed and edited by Kelsey Padilla. Our theme music is by Mila, used under a Creative Commons attribution license. Please join us again next time on CS Radio.